Okay, let's start with the obvious. Who doesn't love Waterpik? It's an iconic brand everyone knows and loves, so we couldn't think of a better choice for holiday gift giving. Their Waterpik Sonic Fusion is a simple and effective all-in-one brushing and flossing solution that allows you to brush, water floss, or both at the same time with the touch of a button. It's also clinically proven to be up to two times as effective as traditional brushing and flossing. Gift shopping for the beauty junkie who loves to have all the best gadgets on her bathroom countertop? Look no further than waterpick.com, where you can snag one of these for $169.99. But wait, did you know that Waterpick creates more than just oral care products? Okay, let me explain. So obviously people are more stressed out these days because 2020. Not to mention, if you're anything like me, you miss the relief of a therapeutic massage. Well, enter the Waterpick Power Pulse Therapeutic Strength Massage line of showerheads to the rescue. This line of showerheads are unique in that they're clinically shown to provide wellness benefits such as helping to soothe muscle tension, increasing flexibility, promoting restful sleep, and reducing stiffness and stress. The Waterpick Power Pulse Massage delivers up to two times the massage force compared to other retail showerheads and can transform your shower into a wellness experience. Sign us up. The Waterpick Power Pulse Massage showerheads are available in-store and online at Home Depot for less than $50, making this the gift that literally keeps on giving. Hey guys, Christine here. Winter is coming and there is simply nothing better than cozying up under a gorgeous cashmere wrap. The only thing that beats wrapping up in one yourself is seeing a loved one's face when they unwrap it as a gift. Ooh, talk about winning the holidays. You know it. White and Warren's iconic travel wrap is marvelously multifunctional. Ideal for socializing outdoors, cozying up with a good book, or cuddling up under it on extra frosty nights. It's available in over 30 colors, so there's a perfect wrap for everyone on your list. It's truly a wrap of all trades. Visit whiteandwarren.com and use promo code OFFTHEGRAM15 for 15% off site-wide. Offer ends January 31st, 2021. I love being wrong. I love being told something could be better or I could do something differently that would improve my experience. Like nothing makes me happier than getting, you know, constructive criticism. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey everyone. Yay. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Okay, so Megan here. So our guest today is one of those multifaceted people that make you scratch your head and say, but how does he do all of that? Neve Shulman broke onto the scene when he became the subject of the documentary Catfish, filmed by his brother Ariel and their business partner Henry. The documentary famously followed along as Neve tried to meet up with a woman he had fallen for online, who turns out to be... Well, we can't ruin it. If you haven't seen the documentary, we won't give you any spoiler alerts. But suffice it to say, when they began the project, they had no idea that it would lead to the most exhilarating and unsettling few months of their lives. 
what transpired gave birth to a story with so many insane twists and turns that it became an immediate smash hit. So much so that it parlayed into the long-running show Catfish, the TV show on MTV. Neve's career has continued to bounce upward at a crazy pace with hosting gigs, production deals, a book, and and most recently, his role on Dancing with the Stars, where he and his partner, Jenna Johnson, were fan favorites and the runner-up finishers. His dancing was nothing short of mind-boggling, and we're going to talk about that today for sure. He married the, uh, his adorable wife, Laura Perlongo. Am I saying it right? Perlongo? Right? Nine months after the birth of their baby girl and have been muddling through their parenthood ever since and sharing it all in their popular digital series, which sheds light on relationship and parenting issues in a fun and contemporary way. And by the way, this is Jamie. So I just had to jump in and mention that I've been especially proud to watch Neve's success because we're like practically cousins. Our families are very close. And George and I are not only buddies with Neve and his wife, but also with his dad, Bobby, who who's just our favorite buddy to like hit the town with. We go to the ballet, we hang out in the hamps. We just love everybody in your family. Your whole family is a bright ray of sunshine. And that's why we are just literally so delighted to have you here today. So welcome, Neve. Wow, thanks. You know, it's funny, uh, Off the Gram, which is a great name for your podcast, makes me think of how when I met Laura and she lived in Greenpoint, she lived off the Gram L stop, which is like a, a lot of people say that like, oh, I live off the Gram. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys uh, knew that, but it's, yeah. a, it's a really kind of cute Brooklyn reference. Yeah. So huh. I was going to say we're, we're cooler than we thought. Yeah. No, you like guys are super hip, super hip. You just keep getting cooler. Yeah. Guys. And like the coolest, to say you live off the Gram stop is means you're cool. Wow. Okay. That's. We're going to go with that. We're going to pretend that we're like hipsters and that we're that cool. Um, Christine, did you have a weekly catch-up topic for us? Yes, I did. It's Christine. Um, So for this week, I've been doing, since quarantine, I've been doing a lot more cleaning. Um, I'm a cleaner as it is, and I love it. And I just was brought up that way, like chores on weekends. It was our thing to do. And I'm just wondering if you guys, is everybody like this or does everybody get as excited to kind of like wipe down the the mirrors or the Windex or this or that, or is it just me? And do you have a favorite chore? (laughs) Well, so just because you brought, I mean, last night, Laura went out with her friends and needed, you know, she well, she needed a long, a lot of breaks because she, she's been home with the kids for the past three months while I've been in LA. So I owe her endless sort of nights out. But um, last night she went out with her friends, which meant that after I put the kids to sleep, I had like four hours in the apartment alone or to wow. myself, I should say. And immediately I just pulled everything out of the pantry. I pulled everything out of the laundry, like room, like and just started organizing and it was the best. I was so happy to have time to go through things and, and put all the hats together and put all the shoes together. And I loved it. Loved it. Is, is that something that you you So you like to clean and organize? Oh That's your thing. I mean, Laura yells at me because I vacuum too much. Yes. Oh, I love to vacuum. Where do I find another you? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm lucky too, because that's how George is. And I am not like that. This is Jamie, in case you couldn't guess. I'm like, (laughs) definitely. But I will say there are like chores that I secretly love. And I will like organizing my closet. It's not that I love the act of getting into doing it. But once you're in it, right, there's nothing more, I guess, more mindless. It kind of is like a, a time... It's the same reason I like working out. It's one of the few times where you can just focus on one thing and turn off your brain to mm. everything else. So I yeah. do like it for so- that. 
And once you're done with everything, don't you find that, or for the people who like to clean and the finished product, I find that afterwards, anything that is more organized or even like if there's no dishes in the sink, it just makes my mind so much more at ease. When things are organized, the chaos doesn't bother you as much, I think. This is Heidi. I love a label maker. Have them. use it. Label everything so it's organized, even though my kids don't necessarily put, I mean, they can't read yet, but um, they don't put even the nanny doesn't put the toys back in the right bins, but that's okay because they have a bin with the name. And um, I like to color coordinate my closet too. Like it's all rainbow color coordinated in every wow. different, every closet, every place. Every I like good organization. Megan, I noticed you haven't chimed in and based on the sort of area behind you over your shoulder, which looks a little messy. <laughs> No, she got called but, the out. Thing, the, but the funny thing is, is I'm like the former editor of uh, Good Housekeeping. I'm like a total clean freak life hacker. Um, and I have decided that I actually clear things. I hate putting laundry away and folding laundry. That is oh, no fun. Worst. I don't like emptying the dishwasher. But I have discovered that I liked ironing for three reasons. My kids are now in Catholic school. And if I iron the shirts, that means they're leaving the house to go physically to school. That is winning. And it reminds me of my grandmother when I was little. I now realize why my mom would invite her over on the weekend and she would just be ironing in the basement all of my oh dad's my work shirts because this was like before Brooks Brothers non-iron. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's what Nanny was there for, ironing. But I, like I have memories of her. And also it's just really peaceful. Yeah. Like I, I decided that I like okay. ironing. I've probably never ironed in my life. I don't know. I don't think I have an iron. That probably comes as a surprise to nobody. But yeah, my sister actually posted a meme today. It said like uh, putting things in the laundry, like immediately putting them in the dryer right away, folding and putting them away seven to 10 business days. Like that's pretty much me. That's my sketch. That's what I'm working with. All right. So I want to keep this moving because I have a a fun sweat this to, to bring up this week. So Neve, every week we do a, t- a segment called, well, not every week, many weeks. Sometimes we skip it. But this week we're doing a segment called Sweat This, where we talk about a product or something that we're sweating that week, something that we're really enjoying. And I have a really good one, guys. So I have a friend at QVC. Neve, I don't know if you know, but I'm on QVC. Um, it's one of my many jobs. And um, I sell activewear on QVC. And one of my friends who is also on QVC, she sells other stuff, stuff for your kitchen. Uh, her name is Melissa Epps, and she is a fabulous human. Melissa actually lives nearby here and she has a daughter named Cassidy who's a special needs um her special needs daughter who just turned 21. So Melissa realized that when Cassidy turned 21, she basically like fell off the disability cliff, which means resources just run out for special needs young adults after 21. After their kids, nobody really helps them anymore. And she and her husband set out to change that. So her and her hubby fundraised, they increased awareness and they bought their first house and a bunch of land and they created a farm and small animals and vegetables and pumpkin patches and all this stuff for adults with special needs. Um, to work and live and 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 learn and just kind of grow there every day. So they actually have residents. Their first residents moved in in July and it's been amazing, but because of COVID, they've really been stuck with fundraising. So she just partnered with uh, another QVC buddy, Amy Richter, who's the on-air ambassador for Lugs, you know, the bags. Um, and they made this adorable, so the place is called Sonder House, S-O-N-D-E-R House. And they partnered and made this adorable Sonder House cuddle throw blanket for them. And it's actually being sold on the Lug website right now and the Lug Live app. And 100% of all proceeds will go directly to Sonder House. So our listeners can learn more about this at uh, their social media is our Sonderhouse 
um, on Instagram, and then you can just look up, or it's just Sonder House on Facebook, um, or you can go to that Lug Live app and purchase one. And I actually have one, and it is so soft and plush and comfy. We've been cuddling up under it, and um, we actually played shoots and ladders under it just last night. So I highly recommend it. It's a nice way maybe for um, to grab a Christmas gift for somebody and then also be giving back at the same time. Right. Love that, James. Plus, it, it works inside of the sort of sweating this category because it's a warm blanket, which you might actually <laughs> I was, sweat. I under. actually was sweating because I was sitting in front of my fireplace, but I'm just so delighted right. to, to actually have a fireplace now that I'm living in Pennsylvania, not a little New York apartment <laughs> that I'm, I keep the fireplace on all day. I'm also curious though, when did they name their organization Sonder House? Um, that's a really great question. I think it was, I, I want to say it was like around the time when they, um, probably like a year ago, I remember her starting because the Instagram Because I don't know account. if you guys saw this, but uh, like last month or something, the word Sonder became very popular and talked about on social media. No, oh, it it's not actually, I don't think it's an actual word in the dictionary yet, but it's, it, it has a definition and it's this beautiful, do you guys know what it means? No, no. and I was actually wondering, I've never asked her. I'll read it to you. It's beautiful. And it, and it became like a meme that people were sharing just because it's this definition. So, um, it's the profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passed on the street, has a life as complex as one's own, which they are constantly, live, constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. So it's this idea that we're all kind of experiencing our own universe in life, but that we're connected and sharing and all part of each other's lives. It's just kind of very nice very yeah. yoga. That just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Very infinite. Well, speaking of yoga, well, wellness, mindfulness, and how it all ties together, that's a good segue to, to, to jump into I our think topic, Heidi. that's a great Heidi. segue. All right, Heidi here. If there's one thing that we're all looking to do better, no matter who we are, it's finding balance. The juggle is real. Am I right? knees hit the ground running in his 20s after catfish and never looked back now as a producer author performer content creator husband and father he has more balls in the air than anyone we know but manages to balance his incredible career with wellness family and mindfulness we brought him here to tell us more about his own life's journey but also to help all of our listeners as we all look forward to 2021 ready to make it our own so help all us. right <laughs> okay yeah let's go i mean wow uh when you put it that way it does sound like i've i've got a lot of balls in the air <laughs> I, I, the first thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, f- with the exception of a very, very select few people who are obsessed with fitness um, and, and mo- many of whom make a career out of it, most of us don't really ever want to do that, right? You know, whether it's a workout <laughs> or go to a class, it's always, there's always a million excuses why you won't go, right? Um, and so I think for me, Again, this is just if we're talking sort of the fitness side of, of balancing your life. Something that really made a huge difference was, uh, I guess it was, I think it was 2016. I signed up to run the New York City Marathon. And I hadn't been a, a runner at all my whole life. Um, and I'd given myself a goal. I said, I want to run the New York City Marathon. And like my dad, who, who, is a great athlete and was a runner himself. I want to do it in under three hours. That's 
fast. Because he had done it in That's under insane, three hours. by the way. For if anyone at home is not a I runner. I didn't know, right. I didn't know at the insane. time just how, how ambitious that was. And I just figured, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I was 29 or I was 30. I'm, 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 I'm fit. Like it, I should be able to do that. And, um, and the first year I ran it, I, I didn't, I ran, I still did all right. I ran it in like a three thirty four, which I was That's happy with. Still. By the way, I trained for like a year and ran it in four and a half hours. So just as oh, I ran it three thirty nine, we were five minutes apart, Crazy. man. I was three thirty seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, was I was never. <laughs> I was on my yoga mat. Um, anyway, so then, I, so then obviously I, I had to do it again the next year and I trained a little bit harder. Um, and I did it in, I think, a 321. Um, Good. And I realized, like, okay, I, I still want to keep doing this. Signing up for the race every year gave me a goal. It gave me this very specific date. And because I had given myself the sort of personal goal of, of running in under three hours, I had to go on those runs. I had to train. I had to actually, you know, commit to a schedule of training and workouts and really do it. Um, and unfortunately the third year I went to do it, I was, I was on track and I was in the shape I needed to be in, but I think I, I was irresponsible with my body trained too hard without taking good enough care of myself and ended up herniating a disc and like had to stop running for months and recover from that. But then getting back on track the following year and realizing that it also, if I wanted to run and if I wanted to run as fast as I was hoping to, I'd have to actually also supplement that with proper stretching and physical therapy and all kinds of other, other things. So it forced me to, to do all that. Um, and I did on my, my third attempt ran a, a, a 258. Wow. Uh, so Third so time's impressive. It's yeah. so impressive, Neve. I, I remember seeing that post with your dad and just like, oh my, I cried for you. I was so excited. I was tracking you, by the way. I had your bin number oh. in my thing. I was just so excited for you. But no, seriously, you also, you ran, um, I'm sorry, forgive me. I forgot the name of the charity. Um, well, tell us about that. New York Roadrunners has a team for kids, which is their youth outreach program, which is fantastic. And they provide both running sort of classes and also running sneakers to kids all throughout the New York metropolitan area. Um, so that's sort of, I'm, I'm a, I'm a youth and I'm, excuse me, I'm a team for kids ambassador. Um, so I go to some events throughout the year and help share and post and raise awareness about what they do um, all, all the time. Uh, but again, people assume that because I've now run five marathons or whatever it is, I love running. I don't love running. I probably wouldn't run ever if I didn't, sign up to run a marathon every year because I know I need that. I need the thing that's eight months away that I have to actually be working towards to get me out of the house on those mornings when you just definitely don't feel like going for a run or when you, when a four days have gone by and you're like, I was should have gone for a run yesterday, but I didn't. So I have to go to like, that helps me a lot. Um, so whether it's signing up for, classes so that you have a specific thing that you paid for that you need to go to or um, finding little local races or events or things that, you know, obviously right now aren't happening, but um, in the future will be. That's something that helps me a lot because I love, once I am running, it's great. And, it, and for me, I don't listen to music. I usually run by myself and it's sort of like what we were talking about before with cleaning. It is such a great way to just shut your brain off because you're, I don't run on a treadmill. That, that, feels too much 
like a mouse in a cage. But if you can run outside, obviously that's the best. And I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, I'm just listening to the world around me. And my focus is pretty much just like the six feet in front of me. I, I, you can't be more in the moment than making sure you're not about to trip. Like that's it. You're just, you're, that's your world is the little six feet bubble right in front of you. So I love that. It's a meditation. Sometimes I find myself humming like the chorus to a song for 45 minutes. It's just very relaxing. I love it. Hey guys, Jamie here. Okay, so question. Do you have a fitness lover in your life? Mm, dumb question probably for this crowd. Of course you do. And if they're anything like me, they take their workout rituals the seriously. For instance, if you followed me on Instagram for any length of time, you know I'm obsessed with Celsius, the premium, healthier energy drink for fitness lovers made with thermogenic properties. I cannot work out without one. And my dream holiday gift would be a monthly case delivery of Celsius. Anyone who knows me knows that. Life is complicated enough these days, so spoil your favorite FitFam member with something they really need. Oh, and by the way, if any of y'all are looking to gift me, my favorite flavors include grape rush, watermelon. She could be going on all day, so I'm going to wrap this up. You can purchase Celsius on Amazon or at local retailers near you. Check out Celsius.com to learn more and follow their community of driven athletes. So, Christine, as the style expert, can you settle something for me? What's that, Jane? Is it true that button waistbands have been officially canceled in 2020? Not so fast, my friend. We can still look chic and fab, but after the year we've all had, we're insisting on doing it comfortably. Ah, then it sounds like the perfect gift would be a pair of RevTown jeans. You said it, sister. RevTown was created by combining the science of performance fabrics with the art of high fashion, basically the holy grail of jeans. Wait, what do you mean? The feel of their trademark fabric is so insanely comfortable that you'll look sharp but feel like you're wearing your favorite pair of sweats. Um, that is exactly the kind of vibe I'm looking for as we head into 2021. Where can I get them? Easy. Head over to RevTownUSA.com. Their signature denim starts around $79, making them the perfect price point for holiday gifting. Grab some for Prezi's and pick some up for yourself while you're there. Because self-care is all about gifting ourselves first, right? Well, tell us about the training for um, for Dancing with the Stars, because I have to imagine that was one of the most grueling things that you ever did. Well, I think coming, coming into Dancing with the Stars as a long-distance runner definitely gave me a pretty good foundation um, of just sort of overall fitness. But I have to say, I can run eight and a half miles an hour for three hours, but doing a one and a half minute foxtrot or, or like jive or quick step, I was gassed, like so out of breath and so sweaty. Like I don't really sweat when I run, but Man, it's amazing what 90 seconds of just intense, full body, quick movement. Did you have any dance experience or dance background at all? Yeah. So um, in middle school, or I guess elementary school, fifth grade, what is that? That's, I guess, technically elementary school. Um, I joined this incredible after-school youth outreach program called NDI, or the National Dance Institute. And it was started by Jacques Demboise, who's a former New York City ballet dancer, in New York, um, basically to just give kids in the city who don't have arts programs or, or access to the arts something to do 
in dance, you know, at their school once or twice a week after class. Um, and then they, they select a few kids from each school who seem the most sort of enthusiastic and, and talented to then join their, their weekend troupe, which rehearses on Saturdays um, and performs, you know, kind of throughout the tri-state area. So I got invited to perform with the, with the sort of upper troupe and for four or five years, you know, on the weekends would, would dance. Um, I, they never trained us in any sort like of what style. style. Yeah. Like what style well, what I mean. of dance? Like, wasn't, we never took real class. We just basically learned these fun, big group dances. And I guess you could call it most closely like a jazzy hip hop sort of just street dance. I, it doesn't really have a, a style. Um, but I, I, I loved performing and I loved learning choreography and I, I had some experience with that. Uh, and being on stage. Um, and then I kept dancing a little bit through high school um, and, you know, very casually would here and there take a class at like Steps on Broadway, which is around the corner from where I grew up, but not, you know, never pursued it with any vigor uh, or, or expectation that it would become anything more than just a, a sort of fun pastime. But then I spent from, from 19 to 27, I spent most of my energy and time in and around the world of ballet. Uh, I just became obsessed with New York City Ballet. I met, I met a lot of dancers, became friends with them, started photographing and filming dance, which, which then sort of exposed me to all types of dance from Juilliard to smaller local New York dance companies and, you know, logged thousands of hours of, of time in, in front of my camera or just in the theater watching dance, watching rehearsals, watching chore the choreographic process. And so I became very, very rich in my, in my knowledge of movement and quality and performance and intention and all of these things that go into making a, a great performance. So I was sort of brimming with this, with this information and this desire to use all that knowledge that I'd, that I'd been accumulating for the last 10 years. And when I had the opportunity to go and dance with the stars, it was just the perfect. So they called you because they knew about your, your sort of dabbling in the dance world or were you like, pick me, yeah, pick me. Megan, just so you know, you, you can't call dancing with the stars. <laughs> I know you, you would like to, but they you can't call you. You personally, I feel like Neve couldn't, you could call him up. Well, so I mean, in a way, yeah. Look, I, I had told my agent, uh, a newer agent who, who um, I started working with last year, you know, in our general talks, so like, what do you want to do? What's something that you'd love? What, what are you interested in? I told her, I, I love dance. I've, I've, I've flirted with the idea of being on Dancing with the Stars, but it never really made sense with my schedule. And I, you know, I can't, I am never in one place for that long. And I, and my family now lives in New York, so it, I just don't see how it could work. But she mentioned it to the casting director at Dancing with the Stars, who she knows, which is why you have agents. And they made it happen. Uh, and it weirdly worked out, strangely, that because of COVID and we're not traveling for the show, I could be in L.A. because we filmed this last season remotely. So I was just filming from my house on a computer. So I was, I was able to be in L.A. and be on the show. That's incredible. So how, so let's just take a step back and let's like talk catfish for a second. How long has the show been on? Uh, it premiered in 2012. So it's That's eight years. That is really a long time. Yeah. It, it is so fascinating to me that people 
that people catfish. It is so fast. And like the things that you must have seen. So like, what does your production schedule look like? And how do you find these people? Well, so the production schedule has been tough. Uh, And I don't mean to say that like it's it's hard on me, but it's tough because we get applications and submissions all the time from people who, who would like us to help them. Um, there's a bunch of people who go through all that and vet, vet them and con- connect with the people. And, and obviously there are background checks that have to happen, but it has to always happen sort of very quickly because, you know, by the time you've sent that email and you've, and you've started to really think like, do I really want to go on a show and potentially get embarrassed? Your brain starts to tell you, maybe I don't, maybe I should end this. And so Mm -hmm. the window sort of starts to, the walls start to close, right. As, as soon as people write in, right. Even just for themselves. Um, And And for any listeners who don't know the premise of the show, can you just give us the one liner? (laughs) Yeah. The premise of the show, although it didn't, Mm -hmm. well, you sort of did a great job explaining the documentary, but the premise of the show is essentially people who are in generally long-term and long-distance relationships with someone over the internet, or at least who they met on the internet, but have never met or FaceTime in, you know, in person, um, who need help finally finding out who that person is. They write in and we help them usually travel to actually meet the person face-to-face and finally find out the truth. Um, this season, we've been Zooming to meet the person to find out the truth, which is actually had its own fun set of challenges. Cost-efficient, much more cost-efficient. But it's been great. Anyway, so people write in. We then, you know, the sort of the the clock starts ticking on how much time we have before it falls apart, which it often does, sometimes days before we're scheduled to go and film. Um, And... It's it's so it's it's very inconsistent. So I'll get a call. I could get a call today that we have an episode that just came in that that's ready to go in three days. Uh, and normally I would have to fly out for that. Now I obviously don't have to. Um, or we could we could be out for three weeks because we've got four stories that happen to come in and all worked out scheduling wise. Because you know juggling both the story and people's schedule and there's two people in two different places and they have jobs or they're in school and they, or childcare. It's just like it's a lot. Right. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. You just like, these are people's real lives. So you yeah. just have to like drop it. And we, you know, we like, we were just talking to Carson Cressley and he was like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, all of a sudden I find myself in Peoria and I'm like, I'm in Peoria. You know, it's like his right. job takes him to all these different places doing makeovers. And I can imagine that all of a sudden you just find yourself in the most absurd situations, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I love it. I, I don't know if I could have designed a job more suited for my set sort of skill set and interests, but I love traveling. Um, I, I'm very curious. So going to new places, even small sort of no name towns or suburbs interest me. There's always, it, it sort of just always feels like a treasure hunt for me. What can I find? What weird restaurant or sort of attraction exists near here. Sometimes I also just use it as an excuse to jump on Craigslist and, and see what strange, odd objects and or, or parts for my sort my cars I, that I always, you know, I have a few old cars. I'm always looking for small little knickknacks and parts for, you know, it's like, it's just, I love, I love the sort of chance of going somewhere you're not planning on going and, and figuring it out or going for runs. That's, that's also really fun is to like explore these different places via running. What's that like on your family, though? The uncertainty of that? Like, okay, honey, I'm gone in a day. Take care, comb your hair. You get a girl's night when I'm back. Yeah. Well, when we were dating, it was great. 
right? Because it was this sort of fun, I'm, I'm, I'm here for a few days, but then I have to go again. Um, it kind of dr- sort of strung out that initial excitement, you know, because sometimes when you meet someone and, you've, and you really like them, you spend a lot of time with them right away. Uh, and that can, I guess, negatively affect how, how, how long that attraction lasts. Um, so for us, it was, you know, we met on a, on a Friday or a Thursday. I then flew out for a week. I came back. We spent a, a, two nights together and then I left again for another week. And then she flew to Orlando to meet me for another weekend. And then she flew home and I flew to LA and then she flew to, like, we, you know, it was very fr- frenetic, but also exciting. Um, and also left us both wanting more, which was great. As a, as a husband now with, with kids, it, it's a little bit harder. Um, what are your kids' ages? Two, almost two and, and four. Okay. Um, they're used to it. So they, they know I come and go. Uh, and, and Laura does such an amazing job in my absence that I know that they probably don't even realize that I'm gone. Um, but uh, it's a little tough on me and Laura and I've sort of likened it to, um, to a space mission, right? So when you, when you leave the earth as an astronaut, uh, and I'm sure I'm, I'm horribly sort of dumbing this down, but it seems to me that the, the exiting the atmosphere is, is easier, right? You just have to put a big rocket ship under your butt and just go up really fast and far, right? But the reentry is a lot harder, and you have to hit that angle at the exact right speed. Otherwise, you bounce up and out back into the atmosphere or you turn into a fireball and, and, and burn up, right? I feel so, bad. Do you, think, do you think you'll do a little less? Try, like now that you see how you could possibly do it during COVID, do you think there's going to be some pushback? Like, oh, can you do a few episodes remotely? Can you travel a little less? Or are you going to yeah. try to combine the two? I think, I mean, look, I... I do feel to some extent that we, we're now a little spoiled and that we can film an episode. I can be anywhere. And it, it, it also takes like two less days because there's no traveling. Um, so it, it's going to be tough. I mean, we'll see. I know that the, everyone likes the idea of going back to the traditional travel episodes, but MTV also found a way to make the show cheaper now. And so I doubt it's going to be hard for them to, to loosen And has there been belts. any dip in ratings or like any audience fall? No, the ratings, the, same, been, no yeah. the ratings I think are actually up, which is incredible. Because um, I bet you more people catfish. are online dating and catfishing right <laughs> yeah, now. Right? That's probably true too. Um, wait, can we just go back to Laura for a second? Because she's the cutest human and I adore her. And what I want to ask you about is your adorable video, like your digital series that you guys have been doing together. Okay, so I, uh, George and I do a lot of our content together, like for NYC FitFam. It's actually how we started our, it, it was the yeah. whole point of our Instagram account was sharing our journey together. So we've played over the several years that we've had it active. As, you know, it's it's a big part of like the fun of, you know, we're working together and it's super fun. I love what you guys are doing. I love how you're taking on relationships. I love how you're taking on parenting and gender roles. So can you tell me how you came up with that concept and, and just like what that, what that's kind of all about so people could find that? I think it, yeah, it was five, I guess it was maybe four or five years ago now. Um, when Laura was pregnant with our daughter, Cleo, uh, we realized that, you know, as, as millennials kind of becoming pregnant, uh, for the most part, sort of the first of our friend group, uh, and not really planned out very, very well, obviously, um, that there was just a lot about 
becoming parents that we didn't know, that, that hadn't been discussed with us, that hadn't been brought up, and issues facing parents that we uh, would not have known about because we hadn't been parents yet. So we actually, um, we made a video with my friends who run a media company called Attention, or A-T-T-N, as it's often referred to, um, who have this incredible platform for sort of social issue-based content. And, and we pitched to them, we said, you know, look, we're, we're just realizing now that there's really, really terrible, and, and in many cases, no parental leave policies in place for a lot of businesses in this country, um, especially compared to other countries. Now, obviously, everyone's talked about it, and it's, but, but, but five years ago, like, it wasn't yet quite the conversation that it's become. No, my mom spoke in front of Congress about it. It's still it's a still, problem. And it's still like a it's problem. a big problem. So we made this we made this video about the need for parental leave and specifically paternity leave, which which really barely existed. Um, and it was just this cute little thing. It didn't. We didn't. I mean, you know, we spent a, a day making it, and we put it on their Facebook page, and it exploded. Like it got shared so many times, and I don't know if you know, what the algorithms and view count w- was back then and how they, whatever, but like it got over 110 million views in like a week. It was wild. And people were coming up to us on the street. Like I wasn't the catfish guy anymore. I was the guy from the paternity leave video. It was, it was crazy. And so we realized like, wow, this is, this is great. There's, there's a lot of issues that we could talk about both as a couple and as parents that need to be discussed. So we, we, we started making more of them and they were just one-off videos. We did one about breastfeeding, um, which is a, a source of a lot of stress and confusion for women. And that there's not a lot of people telling you what to expect with that. Um, so we did that. We did, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head with the other ones that we did. I like the love language one. And like full disclosure, I think my hubby and I have a lot to learn from that video. That like, I, yeah. it, you literally opened my eyes. I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so after the success of a few of these standalone videos, it occurred to us that there was an opportunity to sort of turn it into a series um, and, and dive a little bit deeper into these issues and talk to other people and have guests. And, and so we, we made a season uh, of We Need Talk and it did really well. And so we, I think we've now made three seasons and it's been really fun. But, you know, working with your partner is also... A- Wait, now I need to know what the love language tips were. What, what was the love language tip? Oh, my God. I mean, I think the only love language tip is just just try to speak the same one as your partner. Otherwise. <laughs> or or know that you're speaking different ones. Like if one person. Yeah. Right. So just, sorry, to get back to the sort of reentry process with Laura, like I'm much more of a physical touch love language guy. And she isn't. She's much more of a words of affirmation type of person. Um, my favorite was your service one. The like, the, that was my favorite. Oh, she's like, can I have a glass of water? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> that one. <laughs> well, you know what though? It's, it's true. Even last night, she went out with her friends. Like I said, I cleaned up and I did a really nice, I mean, it was such an easy thing, but I, I organized her nightstand, her night table, because it was a little messy and I put her books up. I put a new fresh box of tissues and Aww. I had a glass of water there with like her little femdopolis, which is that like, um, probiotic. She take. Right. Probiotic. <laughs> and, um, and this morning she was smiling. Oh my God, that was so cute. That was so sweet. Thank you for cleaning my side table and putting that out for me. Cause I came home drunk and exhausted and I never would have done that. And, um, and like, 
so I've learned those little moments and how I can do that. But I've also learned that I have to, when I come home and as badly as I want to grab her and squeeze her and kiss her and like, I, I can't, I can't, I, she doesn't want that. Um, and that was hard. I, I actively have to like, not, I have to keep my hands to myself when I get home. Like, how did you get to that? Not like, is, did a therapist help you to see <laughs> no, that light or you me. just she figured just that like, out? No, they no. actually opened their mouth and talked about it. Unlike most people, like I've yeah. been married to my husband almost 10 years and that's exactly us, by the way. Like, I love the shit out of him, but I don't always like him to be up in my grill and he uh. always wants to be hugging and kissing me and God bless him for that. And then I feel guilty because it makes him feel unwanted and, and annoyed, right. but I never, we don't communicate it properly. <laughs> I just get annoyed. Then he gets annoyed that I'm annoyed and it's right. unnecessary. And I'm so the one have- who like leaves the love language book on his bedside table, hoping he'll read it. <laughs> like flag the one. Passive aggressive works best, right? <laughs> it helped a lot when, I mean, it was, you know, more, I mean, look, Laura's not perfect, but she's pretty dang close. So I don't expect her to necessarily have to do much to, to accommodate me. I feel like she does a lot as it is. But for me, learning and understanding that it's not that she's not attracted to me. She, well, this is maybe also a kind of across the board for women, but like women don't default to feeling sexy, um, at least not like in the morning in their pajamas. Whereas to me, she looks like this sex goddess. She doesn't <laughs> feel that way. Yeah. I so I that. think all guys could sort of do a little bit to learn that you really have to make a woman feel sexy despite how sexy you find them. But to yeah. Megan's point, like that's a very enlightened way of viewing things. Like it's very enlightened. And I think, Megan, I could be wrong, but like, that's why you said, like, did you learn this from a therapist? Did you? It's like, yeah, it like, sounds well, so... Right? I mean, it is. It is, it is evolved. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you... I have the good fortune of a wife who, who says exactly what she wants to say and as thinking at any time. So... But you hear it. He's talking. Wait, yeah. Uh, yeah. how did you meet this magical unicorn who <laughs> I want to be best friends with? Um, only farmers. <laughs> I, I, I met, I met Laura actually through Instagram. Um, not obviously with the intention of, of meeting her or dating someone, but because she was at the time, the girlfriend of a, of a really cool photographer who I was following. I saw her in one of his posts, checked out her profile. Um, and again, to speak to the sort of keep me wanting more, there was no photo of her on her Instagram. She had not, she doesn't post, well, she does now a little bit more, but certainly back then, like she never posted pictures of herself. Her Instagram was really this sort of creative space for her artistic sense. And, and she would post these sort of strange, odd still lifes. And then she'd write these really interesting, long, funny and layered and witty and, and way too smart for me captions that I knew were genius, but I never fully understood. Um, and I just loved that, that, that here was this super cute girl who's also really bright and smart and never posts a picture of herself. Like, it just drove me crazy. Um, so uh, I started following her and sort of liking her pictures here and there. And then I, f- I saw that one morning she had commented on one of my pictures, which to me was a surprise because I didn't even know she was following me. Um, and I was single at that time, and, and I got the sense that she might be single. Um, and so I just DM'd her. Wow. And we went out there. into the DMs. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, Christine here. 
You know I'm all about fabulous style, and I've long been a fan of Tommy Bahama for their fun swimwear and cozy knits. But would it surprise you to know that they're also your ultimate one-stop shop for all things holiday gift-giving? Some of our faves include their Paradise Blends candles, which add some island flair to your home with tropical scents. At $39.50, give me one for every person on my list. And when it comes to snuggling, I take my cozy seriously, which is why I love gifting the Tommy Bahama Island Soft Blanket. It's so dreamy and plush and comes complete with ribbon packaging, so it couldn't make gift giving any easier. And finally, check out the sporty Amelia Windbreaker from their new Island Zone collection, which features the usual Tommy Bahama take on chic, effortless style and pairs with easy care, easy to wear pieces. Head on over to TommyBahama.com to shop all this and more. Hey mamas, Jamie here. So if you're anything like me, you've been on the struggle bus having little ones around during quarantine. Like guys, chill or don't, but do it someplace else. One of the first things many of us did when this all began was to hop online to find the best toys to engage their imaginations. Personally, I immediately tried to buy a water table only to find out they were literally all sold out. Well, step two to the rescue with their Ball Buddies Adventure Center. This two-tier water table sensation is amazing. Oh, and the best part? Well, other than that it's already been nominated for the 2021 Toy of the Year in the Infant Toddler category, it can be used inside as a sensory table when the weather gets cold. So gift it now, enjoy it all year long. Look, don't get stuck when summer 2021 comes around and these babies are all gone. Trust me from a mama who's already made that mistake once. Head on over to step2.com to check it out. And pro tip, gift it to your favorite mom friend if you want to really win the holiday gifting award this year. Enter the code GRAM at checkout for $5 off a purchase of $25 or more. Code expires on 1231. But Neve, what you were saying earlier, though, back to like working together, I do the same thing. And so does Jamie. A lot of us work with our husbands. Yeah. It's all about communication with everything, isn't it? Like if you don't speak up, you're going to hold that in and you are going to just it's going to fester and fester. Yeah. And then it's just going to be worse than what you even that first thing that started the problem, I think, isn't it with everything that you're talking about in relationship and work and career? It's just communication is key. Well, for sure. I mean, it's it's funny, though, because because my job is to talk to people and, and help them open up and feel things. And, and oftentimes I, I myself have to relate to them and, and open up and talk about things and experiences that I've had. Um, and yet in my real life, not on the show, I'm not as, I'm not great at that. I don't think. And Laura sometimes points that out. She's like, well, how come you're so good at doing that on the show? But with me, I have to really pull it out of you. Like, I don't default to sharing my feelings and communicating uh, what I'm feeling, um, despite the fact that I, I sort of do that for other people or with other people for a living. So it's, it's tough. I, it's, I just, I, you know, I don't want to say that it's like a guy thing, but I'm just of the mind that like, if I'm having a feeling or an issue, I'll just live with it and hopefully it'll get better or go away. And if it doesn't, I'll just live with it. (laughs) It's a guy thing. It's a guy (laughs) thing. Do you guys have like a mindfulness or a meditation or gratitude practice? Anything like that? I don't, you know, not, not necessarily. Um, 
I was going to say, we, we, we try to take naps together uh, <gasps> whenever, we, whenever we can. But, um, but you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because lately uh, our son, Bo, is, has become very vocal uh, and he's starting to really talk a lot. And he loves to say, God bless, like someone. Um, and so Laura has started this really cute thing where at the end of the night before she puts Bo in, in his room for bed, they'll sort of go through the ritual of, of saying, you know, God bless Cleo, God bless mommy, God bless daddy, God bless Corrine, the nanny, God bless like pop pop and grandma. Like, and it's this really sweet thing that I think is in a weird way, kind of like a, a ritual now. Um, yeah. And a really sweet way just to sort of check in and think about all the people that you love and, and before you go to sleep. So it's cute. I love that. I just think it's so incredible that you have such a head on your shoulders, honestly, because uh, you have so many projects at any one given time. And I would be like, uh, like a ball of anxiety. I mean, like, it's funny because people say it to me every day too. Like they, they pro- I mean, you, and you may be like, there's some layer of that in most of us yeah. that are like ambitious, but um, somebody just wrote me today and was like, you make it all look so easy. And it's like, yeah, some, you know, we probably do put a good face on for the outside, but I'm sure it doesn't right. always feel like you're just coasting along with all these projects. There's a lot to kind of maintain. So I was just wondering how you keep that head on your shoulders. You sound so grounded. I mean, I'm not always grounded or I, I definitely have, I have a fuse, sometimes shorter than others. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time since I was sort of definitively 19, figuring out how to be more both relaxed and patient, because patience is not one of my strong suits. Um, I've even had coaching. Like, so my, my co-host on Catfish for the first seven seasons was Max, this fantastic friend, primarily of my brothers growing up, who then became my best friend from working together for, for six years. Um, but he, we spent so much time together and he saw me react to both the sort of people on our crew as well as MTV executives via phone calls or emails and would constantly urge me to take a deep breath. And even just the simple act of starting an email with a hello, how's everyone doing? What's going on? Because I would just I would just sink my teeth in. If something, if I saw something I didn't like creatively or if there was an edit that didn't work, I would just write like, I just watched this and it was bad. You know, I just didn't, there was no finesse. Um, And so he really helped me over, over years kind of figure out that finesse, um, which has, which has served me well. And, um, and yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I try to stay as organized as I can, certainly with my calendar and my inbox and my text messages. Like I don't, I, the, the emails in my inbox are only things that I need to deal with. So I only, there's only 20 to 30 emails in my inbox at any time, um, which is obsessive, but also very good for me because I, I look at my email. I'm like, okay, these are the things. This is my to-do list, if you will. Um, you know, I'm really good about always putting things into my calendar because if I don't, I'll, I'll totally forget it because I don't know. Like I live in Neve time. I have my own, you know, it's like that, that movie, um, with Matthew McConaughey, what's it called? Uh, well, anyway, and he, you know, they go to this other planet and has a higher gravitational pull and it, 
time, like a, a minute on that planet, it's like a year on Earth. So, like, that's- Steve, you're into space, man. Right. Uh, second space metaphor or yeah. space story. Um, I think you should go to space camp. I get lost. Like, when I'm focused adventure. on something, I totally, the world around me just disappears. So, I often will lose, lose track of time. You know, my takeaway, though, from from this conversation, Neve, is that it sounds to me like you're just like a passionate student of life. Like you listen, you listen to people, you listen to to, uh, you know, colleagues when somebody gives you feedback, your wife, uh, you know, even the thing with dance, like you you had an interest and just a passion in something. And look where it brought you all these years. I think I will say and I, I, I don't naturally feel good or or drawn towards. I don't want to say boasting or bragging, like even social media posts for me are always like a little bit of a cringe. Cause I just, I, n- I never feel like anyone needs to see or hear what I'm doing. But um, one thing I will say about myself that I'm happy about is that I love being wrong. I love being told something could be better or I could do something differently that would improve my experience. Like nothing makes me happier than getting, you know, constructive criticism. Um, and I think that's a, that's, that's one of my sort of strongest traits that is, that is greatly contributed to my success. I've heard that from most of the top CEOs in the world is that, you know, they, they really try to make sure that they're not the smartest person at the table and that they keep, you know, and I think that's great. I was just saying to Megan yesterday, I really like this one woman I work with because she's not afraid to tell me, oh, that's a terrible idea. And I'm like, yes, give it to me, you know, because I, yeah, that's great. No, it's great. I think that's really helpful to people. Well, I love that. Love you. I thank you so much for this today. This was awesome. And uh, we always wrap up the show with a quick lightning round. And then one more little quick thing that we do. So are you ready? I have three very difficult questions for you. Oh, man. I'm ready. (laughs) Question number one, morning or evening workout? Morning. All right. Me too. Uh, What is the second one? Oh, yeah. What is your favorite kind of workout? Um, Well, I'm spoiled. I I have a trainer that I've been working with for years in LA. He comes over. I have a gym in my garage. So I like a sort of full body, you know, kind of cross cross training workout or, or a dude workout, a dude workout. Yeah. A dude workout. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the third one is coffee, tea, or matcha. I don't drink anything actually. I mean, I guess that's not true. Tea, tea. If I had to choose one tea, Um, but not, not as like a morning drink. I don't drink um, caffeine in the morning. So if it's tea, it's usually like a, a caffeine free tea in the evening as a nice sort of cozy night beverage. Impressive. Amazing. All right. Our last segment is called Karma Call. So Megan just says it better, but I'm the yogi. So I'm going to explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing guests, what is one actionable item that you can give our listeners small action, giant results? It could be drinking water every morning. What's yours? The profound answer to this is listening. I think that the success of the show Catfish is is far less to do with the mystery and, and reveal of, of who this person is and much more in that we do what most people very rarely, if ever, experience in their lives, which is ask them questions and listen to their answers. We oftentimes, when we're in conversations, just are waiting to say the next thing that comes to mind while we're well, you know, we hear something that, oh, and then I, I, let me tell you a story. Oh, well, let me tell you what happened to me. And like, we're not ever really asking a question 
and, and giving someone an opportunity to answer it because it, it oftentimes will come with an awkward silence or a pause or some uncertainty and no one wants to feel those things. So I think listening to people and really just making yourself available to hear what they say reaps unbelievably huge rewards for them and then in turn for you because then they ask you questions and they listen and it just be sort of perpetuates what I think is a really positive exchange of, of, of thoughts and emotions. I bet you that's your success, Neve, because if you're listening to understand because you're curious and I think that's probably why you're so good at what you do. Thanks. Any <laughs> <laughs> <Many> reasons. <laughs> no, I, I would totally agree with that, Megan. And I think that's a great takeaway for our listeners. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today and listening along. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are consumed. Oh, and Neve, talk about your podcast. And if you got more time for more podcasts, <laughs> the Catfish Podcast uh, on Wondery or Spotify or Apple, wherever you let you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, it just launched and uh, it's actually really great. Oh, we're so excited. We for can't you. wait to listen. Podcast land. Uh, well, thank you everybody for joining us and don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> thank you. Yay.